up the artwork. We'll get started with the morning focus class. And again, uh, so we said we're going to be doing morning focus in midweek. Uh, on our midweek service, Just we're just going to do some focuses for November, December. So again, just I appreciate the fact that we, as individuals, we're mindful. Um, but we're going to another man, Marcus. Uh, I appreciate the fact that us as individuals, we're making sure we're pressed to be here. But, you know, again, uh, be disciples. Be talking to your brothers and sisters about uh, making sure they attend class. We're trying to, we can do stuff collectively as we end the year. God is really going to do some things. We have a class on Wednesday, uh, which uh, I'm sure you'll see the graphic later, but uh, Conquering the Giant. So, you know, again, press to be here, as Mr. Jack is teaching that class. So, press to be here. I'll be here, you know. So, so, so well, we need to make sure we get what God is trying to pour out through all of his vessels during the month of November and December. You know, if you're in right, I remember this even when I was in the world. We used to go to service New Year's Eve. Then we would go to the party, but we, but we went to church. And uh, and our thought was, well, man, we got to go to church, man. We got to end the year right because the way you end the year is the way you begin the year. Like, I knew that, and I was out there kicking it. So we're actually trying to make sure, you know, it's only, you know, maybe like eight weeks left in the year. We're trying to make sure we we focus and concentrate because we can get complacent and casual, and we don't want to do that. So um, because... Uh, We've, we're shifting things for November and December. Uh, the Lord said that we have to finish up another man. You know, we have to. Like, uh, there's certain things that we, we got to get. So that's why we're going to do some of it here on, on 915, at least the days I'm teaching. And I know some of the other guys have some stuff. And those that are teaching, I need your information as soon as possible so I can get the artwork together. So, I can, so, so last minute, uh, some people... Uh, you know, I'm, you know, maybe I'll have some conversation with y'all about crystallizing your message. You know, that way we can produce artwork, you know. Some people give me uh, sentences. Now, yeah, you laughing because you think I'm talking about you. But that dude right there, he just sent me a sentence. Like, like crystallize it, man. But I'll I, I work with you, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk today. Let's see if we can come up with a crystallization. Metamorphosis, see, that was a crystallization, you know. But uh, uh, we're going to believe God next week for the coming of the, our Savior. Come on, man. That's, you're making me work for the artwork. I know you're going to have to start this over, man, because I just talked about a whole lot of stuff that ain't got nothing to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's making me work, man. We're gonna <laughs> see? Conquering the giant. See, I can work with that. You know, it's already done, right? So I can work with that. That's that's crystallized. So help me, man. Work with your pastor. Yeah. All right. Work with the marketing team. <laughs> all right. All right. So we're gonna get into brokenness, and we've been talking about uh, another man. I'm sorry. We're gonna get into another man, but 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 we've been hitting the the topic of of being broken, and. And, and, and again, if we go back, God has made us in his image and after his likeness. So he's, he's trying to change us into another man because, some, because we've been conformed into this world. And so God wants to move us beyond that. You know, we keep uh, listening to that theme song, Changed. You know what I'm saying? Because God is trying to change us. He's, you know, again, maybe he can get us to get up in the morning you know, and come to 915. Maybe you can get us to come to church at 7 and be on the calls and pray at 5 a.m. Uh, the, the meditate on the Word, to study the Word, to get into the Word, to be more serious about the things of God, right? Um, but uh, God's been, we said that God has been waiting for this set time of communion all our lives. He wants to commune with us. And we said it's a time for a transfer, transformation, Um and it's a time to become new. Old, uh, with any man being Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. So if I think about our lives, all of us want to be somebody or we want to 
experience something, a, a level of f- fulfillment. Some of us put all our, um, how can I put it? We put all our energy in maybe a relationship in our early years. You know, that relationship was supposed to be the all everything, but you got crushed. But some of us are still there at the point of that question. But in all honesty, who's to say that was God? Right? So, but we're, we're, you know, sometimes we'll hover around a relationship. We hope the person come to a realization or we'll try to make the person pay. So now we've stopped our lives and turned something that we created into an idol. And, and, and we stopped evolving at that point. You know, I, I, have, I have people I'm close to. At the point of that pain, they were never the same. They, they're still at that point. You know, some, 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 of, some of us growing up, the parent, so somebody might call you stupid or, or they say, you don't know nothing. Uh, you ain't going to never be nobody. Or look, look at you. You might have get in, in, um, in high school or something, you might have got D's, C's, or F's or whatever. And you, a lot of times we assess ourselves, that's my intellect. We never say to ourselves, it was the collection of teachers. We never said it was the school because it's not like you chose the school. You vetted the teachers. Your parents moved into a neighborhood, and you went to the school, right? right. Yeah, but you didn't. Uh, but you, nobody had time to really vet. Like you, you know, a lot of high school teachers uh, stumble into teaching. Like they, they, it wasn't their goal. They're like, well, all this stuff done, done, done pan out. Hey, I'll just, I, I'll get a teaching job. <laughs> yeah, and so they waiting to get out of there. Like they're not, now you have some that that are not custodial. It's called custodial when you're just trying to get a paycheck. Some people are not custodial. They really care about you. They're really trying to teach you something. They always wanted to be teachers. But come on, let's be honest. That's the twos and fews, right? But you'll assess your intellect based on that. I go to college. My my major was psychology. Minor in art. Took the first class. Everybody failed. Was that the students? Everybody, I'm saying. See, so I'm saying this to say because we've been, we, this shell, remember we said we got to break that shell? Some of that shell is you think you're stupid. So now you spend all your time proving you're not. And people are looking at you like, why are they going through all that? Sometimes you think you're not valuable because maybe some people haven't valued you. So now you spend all your time trying to prove you're valuable. Everything is, look, look at me, look what I did. Hey, hey, think about me. Did you see me? Do you care about me? Where does that come from? See, that comes because you've let uh, disobedience put you in situations, and sometimes not even disobedience, some people just don't know how to treat you. So you spend your whole life trying to be val- trying to prove value and you're already valuable, which we'll talk about here in a second. So again, we're talking about changing into another man. And, and what you're going to find out is the statement is Saul was changed into another man in 1 Samuel 10.6. But in all honesty, what you're going to find out is he just evolved into who he was the whole time. See, see, I learned this years ago. I taught this ages ago in, uh, in Ohio. The first person that gets your mind, your attention, and your passion normally gets your loyalty without asking for it. So, like, you, let's say you start hanging out. Let's say you, you come up in life and you're just doing what your parents tell you to do. Then you meet some fellas, and y'all become cool, and they, 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 they got you doing dirt, right? But now they, 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 got, they, they got your attention. They got your passion. All of a sudden, now you're loyal to them. You're defending them. Well, you don't understand. They cool, right? But, but the, you're coming against people that care about you for nothing. They, they wiped your diapers and stuff like that for no pay with nothing, no expectation. You're coming against, you know, you meet a young lady, you know, and just because she sexed you out, now all of a sudden, you don't understand we're in love. Well, if you're in love, what you having sex for then? Because you will be doing what's best for the person. And what's, that's what love does, right? Lays down your like for a friend. So you was like, well, oh, no, 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 I can't have sex with you. No, I'm not corrupting you. I love you. I want to make sure I'm not, I'm not going to pull you out of the presence of God. We actually going to go to grow and, and get into communion together. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not just going to exploit you. I love you. That's what I did with my wife. So evidently it's not love. Must be lust. 
So we're defending lust. Now, now I'm, what I'm saying is we get in these situations and then now it pricks our ego. And when somebody goes, why would you go do a dumb thing like that? Well, it wasn't really dumb, dumb. If it works out, then I really didn't make a mistake. That's what we say to ourselves. Like we're still trying to fix things that we should just let go. It's over. Now, not, not as over like putting you down. It's saying, do you realize God can work that things out for good if you just keep on moving forward? Like, like I'm talking about even us men of God. You know, you start running back, try to get in the person's face. Do you appreciate me now? The person may not know how to appreciate you or not. They're not against you. They just, you, you're not valuable. Well, I really did. They really were good people, was they? Because let's go by the proof. Is, what is it? The proof is in the pudding? Let's go by the proof in the pudding. People that love you, they're praying for you. They're calling you. You in finance, you you're ruined. They are they they showing up to make sure they get they, they take care of you. Some of them go in their pocket and take care of all your bills. Are they doing that? Oh, but they they good people. How are you assessing this? You're assessing it based on your ego, not based on reality. Now I'm saying this because these things are are caked up on top of us. And they're stopping the release of our greatness. So we're going year after year after year believing for something that in reality we're not preparing ourselves to receive. Because everything you're believing for ain't coming to the, the caked on cloak to you. It's coming to the genuine you, which, okay, we'll get to in a second. So that's why we, uh, God wants to establish an intimate relationship with with us, because in his presence is fullness of joy, right hand pleasures forevermore. We know those scriptures. So to establish this intimate relationship, God has to break off that old man. All that caked on, all that compromise, all that lust, all that pride. Because some of us may not be sexing it out. Some of us are. They just think nobody see it. But, you know, because it's called sexual immorality. It's not just if I, if I, um, had uh, intercourse with someone, it's what am I thinking in my mind? What level of perversions am I participating in? I don't know why I'm getting into that, but God told me to, right? All right, so, so God has to break that stuff off because that stuff is stopping us from, from God coming in. So we go, well, I don't understand. Well, you don't understand because you're clouded. Lust is clouding you. Your little private sessions is clouding you, Right? All right, so God is, God, God is not punishing you. What he's saying is, before I give you what I give you, I have to break that off you because even if I give it to you, you're going to destroy it. Your lust will destroy it. Is it we good? Because, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like, like man, I, man, I just love y'all. So, so we got to get this. We got to get this, right? So you have to break off that old man. Now, now, so God, in the process of breaking off that old man, God said, I need you to be still in my presence. Allow the cut and allow the brokenness. Your scripture says, be still and know that I'm God, right? Be still and know that I'm God. Now, you notice something when you're in the flesh, the hardest thing for you to do is be still. Hardest thing for you to be quiet. Matter of fact, you almost can't be quiet. You can't sit in quietness. Like you are, hey, 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 I got I to gotta do something. Like you just got to do something, right? Yeah, 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 because your mind is always running. But God's trying to say, yo, 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 slow down and let me cut off some things. Let me break some things. Because, the, the, see, the sacrifice I got are broken and contrite heart. Psalm 51, 17. And we went over that, so, so we're not going to turn it yet. But, but a broken and contrite heart is broken down with sorrow for sin, humbly and thoroughly remorseful. See, 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 not, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Because that's what you're supposed to say, right? My bad. No, 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 really. See, when you totally are really broken for something you've done, you change. You, you never want that to happen again. If, if you really feel bad about hurting somebody, you're going to put yourself in a position where this, you'll never experience this ever again because I wouldn't want this to happen to me. But are we doing that with God? Or are we going, my bad, and then go back and do it again tomorrow and go, my bad, then go back and do it again tomorrow and go, my bad, then we go back and do it again tomorrow. So are we really remorseful? Do we really, are we really sorry for it? Why would we go back and do it again? 
And it's always under the guise that the other person should understand. Why don't you understand how you're hurting that person? Why, do the, why does God always have to understand? Well, you understand, you know, hey, hey, you know, hey, hey what, what is it? Uh, nobody's perfect. Well, at this point, we ain't even talking about perfection, are we? Because it would be, I'm doing, a, I'm doing the right thing 99% of the time, but I just can't do that 1%, man, and be perfect. No, no, we ain't doing 10%. <laughs> and we go, well, nobody's perfect. Well, how about be halfway perfect? <laughs> right, just, just, th just think about it, right? Broken and contrite heart. Right, again, and, and this is because there's a reality. We keep asking for stuff. God keeps sending us what it takes to get it, but we figure out around, our ego go, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. Uh, uh, so, so the person sitting over there, yeah, Vanessa, did you get that? The person sitting right there. Did, I hope she got that. God's talking to them, but they're going, yeah, if Vanessa get this, she's going to go to another level. No, no, no. You're going to go to another level. <laughs> right? We, we got to get what we need. Right? But it's so easy to go. Uh, remember, uh, that, uh, I was listening to this sermon the other uh, day, but uh, it referenced you had talked about the, the two guys that came to prayer, right? Pray, right? And the one was like, glad, glad I'm not like him. Oh, you had time to look at him when you should be looking in his face, right? But you had time to go, glad I'm not like him. Yeah, that statement alone messed you up because your heart can't connect to God, right? All right. So we talked about this brokenness. Is, is breaking this outer shell. So you said we have, we said we have an inner man. That's our spirit, man. There's an outer man. That's our soul. And there's an outermost man. That's our body, right? Uh, the scripture says, uh, I pray that you're sanctified spirit, soul, and body, right? Right? It's first Thessalonians, right? Right? So there's a three-part being. We're a three-part being. We are a spirit. We have a soul. And we live in the body, Right? You know, it's kind of old school teaching. I mean, I know, I, you know, some people back in the day understand that. You know, I, we first learned that, you know, years ago, ages ago. But, but, but this, this inner man, outer man, and outermost man, this, this, this is what's big. Because, see, the chosen of God's inner man can be released. It's free to be released. It's pouring out. It, it, scripture says, uh, uh, uh Come on, come on, come on. That's coming to me. Uh, like a river flowing. It should be like a river, John 7, 37 through 39, right? Right? This is a river flowing. It's just flowing out of you. It's just flowing out of you. There's no cap. So when God touches you, you, ex you, you just flow, right? Now God touches you and you get tight. You remember when you first, uh, you real young Christian, and you sit in the pews, and they do the altar call, and all of a sudden you tighten up. You was free. You know, was praise and worship was going on. You was, you know, like everybody's feeling all good, praise and worship, you know, couple couple notes in the sermon, amen. You know, preacher, you know, these hoopers back then, yeah, I don't believe you heard me, and everybody jumping around, right? Then it was time for the altar call. Where'd where, that come from? But see, God was pulling on that heart, pulling on that spirit, man, to be released, right? And so, so you got to watch when you can be... Uh, uh, how could I put it? <laughs> if you could be a, uh, come on, Holy Spirit. If you could be a, uh, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, a sculpture. No, a sta almost like a sculpture or ornament in the house of God. Yeah, not like, you know, you're a statue. You're just a statue. So something's happening. You're not, the spirit man ain't like that. The spirit man ain't like that. All right, so so we'll get to we'll get we'll get to that's why you got that spirit got to be stirred up sometime right all right so 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 the chosen man he can release the spirit the the difficulty of God's servant is in the failure of the inward man to break through the outward man see your feelings your your thoughts your your mind your your intellect your 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 uh, as uh, Sabrina was saying yesterday your analysts you know you analyze it. Ah, ah, you got all this stuff going on in your head. So your spirit man trying to get out, but it's like, yo, man, no, 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 don't think about that. Ah, no, nah. you, you know, he's trying to look for a break, you know, but you got all these, these thoughts 
these strongholds is what it's called, strongholds, right? Uh, when you just cast down all the imagination, everybody thinks all itself against the knowledge of God, bring every thought into captivity, the obedience of Christ Jesus. You got these strongholds building up, like creating a fortress in your spirit, trying to, trying to get out. But another thought comes up, another negative comes up, another insecurity comes up, another question comes up, right? All these different things come up and it's stopping the spirit. Man, can we just flow, man? Can I get out? Like, I can't just stay in here. I'm constipated, man. Release me, right? All right, so in service before God, the first difficulty, we talked about this on Wednesday, the first difficulty to kingdom work is not in others, it's in ourselves. Our first difficulty is we have to experience a brokenness to connect with someone else. So when the inward man is relieved, blow, when the inward man is released, released, when the inward man is released, both unbelievers and Christians will be blessed, or we could say touched. So a lot of times, even when you, it says unbelievers and Christians. So a lot of times if, if you're participating, it could be sales, it could be sports, uh, it could be uh, uh, whatever endeavor, we need favor. And people are moved when your spirit is released. When your spirit's not released, they're just encountering your shell. And they may, uh, we, I was just talking to somebody um, uh, in, an, in another city, you know, former football player. And he was like, he says, you know, you ever just, he says, I, you know, I see this person and he says, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to put my finger on it. You ever deal with somebody that, uh, he says, I don't know how to approach them because I, I, I just can't. I said, they seem fragile, don't they? He said, yeah, that's it. They seem fragile. Now, fragile can look certain ways. It could look like, man, if I can approach this person, they're going to snap on me. Or it could look, man, if I approach this person, they may break down and cry. Like, I don't want to crush them, you know? Like, they said, you go talk to them, right? See, but on the inside, the spirit man is like, hey, man, what's happening? How you doing? Hey, man, let's connect. See, so your favor is, is facilitated or is attracted through your spirit man. But if your spirit man is being held captive by your intellect and your feelings, people don't even encounter that. Like most people, like, you know what frustrates you? You know you're a genius. And guess what? You are. The challenge is, can't nobody see the genius because the flesh in the way. <laughs> you hear me? You can't nobody see the genius. Guess what? You know you're talented. Newsflash, you are. But can't nobody see your talent because the flesh in the way. You tell yourself, I was watching this yesterday. <sighs> I can't say you might know who it is. I was watching this yesterday. I was watching this person. Uh, so, 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 so they run a pattern, and the, the pass is thrown to them. And they really could have caught the pass. But the other guy was more aggressive. So just for that moment, they wasn't focused. They could have, they, they, hey, they would be on, on Sports Center today. Just, but they're going to tell themselves, man, man, dude, should have threw this this way. No, 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 no. You lost focus because you allowed your feelings in the way. Spirit man, we're right on it. Spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Matthew 26, 41. Spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. So you got to break that flesh, that weakness down, that weakness that has you, every time you tempt tempted, you just jump into sin. Come on, man. Come on, man. We got to show some resistance. <laughs> every time somebody misunderstands you, you mad. Every time somebody look at you, see, see. See, they're looking at me like, like, like I'm funny. They might be looking at you because they've never heard nothing shared like that ever in their life before. You ever thought about that? You ever thought about that? Why is it always the negative? They may be looking at you because you're a genius and they're trying to process. Now, what did they just say? I learned it years ago. Just because you, you see it don't mean everybody see it. But you assume because it's so obvious to you, it's obvious to everybody, because you treat yourself like you're less than. So if I see it, of course everybody sees it. Suppose you're the, one of the greatest minds in the world. And you just see stuff. But to you, it's like, you don't see that? No, we don't. So now you have to give us a breakdown and understanding of what you see. Is that too much to ask? From your genius mind. And I'm not being sarcastic when I say genius mind. A lot of y'all have genius minds. But since you, 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 you have a low self-worth, improper image is what, what we coined the phrase back in Ohio. 
Lord, the Lord gave me that years ago, improper image of ourselves. We see ourselves as little Simba and we done grown to be lions. Yeah, yeah. So we going, everybody should see. Them. See, they just they ignored that because they're ignorant. No, they ignored that because they didn't see it. Right? But see, your spirit man will tell you that if you just will listen. What you're listening to, your flesh, your feelings, your intellect, and your mind. They don't care about me. They're holding me back. They just like such and such. Oh, are you at your best? Why don't you get to your best before you start assessing if people playing you? Are you ready for a situation that hasn't presented itself yet? But it's their fault, right? Okay, all right. So, so see, see, we have to be in humility, right? So let's let's look at this uh, Colossians three. <laughs> Woo! Trying to end, trying to end the year with some focus, man. You know, here at Ayers Christian Center Church, God is just trying to get us someplace. That's all. That's all. He's just trying to get us someplace, and He's trying to get us past our, ourselves, our lazy, our arrogance, our pride. That's all. He's just trying to get us past that. Our lack of discipline, our lack of focus. That's why we're having morning focus. <laughs> right? That's all. I can't believe they're doing that. You know, you look up. You know, these guys play football. So, so you look up and the season be over. Right? And then you say to yourself, I could have did this. I would have done this. I mean, let's just be real. These are my, these are my fellas, right? That's happened, right? You lead a field. Oh, man. Oh, man. Like, you know, you know, you. If I, oh, man, I could have. I would have had an interception return for a touchdown. Man, you know, like you, you say to yourself, ah, oh, right? But, but it's just lack of focus. Because I know a guy, he's, uh, he played for the Steelers. Man, this dude, every opportunity. The reason why he ended up uh, having, a, he had a 12-year career. But I remember when, when, when people was disregarding him. Like they, wasn't, they didn't have him starting. But when they put him in the game, it seemed like after they put him in the game, he was in all the right places at the right time. That's the spirit, man, man. That dude was getting up, coming to the 745 service after getting home from Wisconsin or something, playing Wisconsin at 3.30 in the morning. That dude was pressing, man, I remember. And actually, the other guy I talked to this week, he was talking about it. He he says, uh, you know, I got the letter, the letter uh, uh, Sabrina sent out. He actually said it was very professional. So he said, said, I got the letter. He says, and you know what the letter told me? Everybody's not buying in. That's what he said. He said, when I read the letter, I was just like, he said, he said you know, because everybody has to buy in. It has to be we. He said, then so he took me back to uh, we was at, uh, the church we was building a building. And um, so they was building a building, but you know, you have uh, debris and bricks and stuff like that. He said, you remember when we used to come to church and, we, and all of us were, uh, was grabbing those bricks and putting them in the dumpsters and stuff like that? He says, we were a part of that church being built. He said, he said, we bought in. He said, so it just tells me right now, everybody's not bought in. Right? But when he mentioned carrying the bricks, I remember using his, him, for the guy I just told you that played 12 years. I used him. I said, well, I said, this guy used to come here early. He was putting God first, putting God first, putting God first. I said, even when we was building the church, he was out there carrying bricks and stuff like that. He's a, he's a, uh, a uh, high-profile athlete, but he was showing up uh, serving at every level. So I shared that with the other guy, and the other guy shifted over, right? And look, his spirit, his spirit was out there doing some stuff, man, that he could have never done in the natural. Spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. That's Matthew 26, 41. I said that already. So Colossians 3, let's go to Colossians 3. Now, we know the scripture, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Truth is, uh, uh, if you study the word truth out, it means final reality. It's finished product. So, when you see a tadpole, that's not the truth. The tadpole, the truth is, is a bullfrog. You see a caterpillar, that's not the truth. The truth is, is a butterfly, right? Yeah, so, so some of us are walking in truth. That means evol- allowing ourselves to evolve. See, you know what pain and trauma does? It's trying to stop you from evolving. It's trying to, trying to get you stuck in a moment, stuck in a situation, stuck in a relationship, stuck in a pain where you don't evolve into the truth. Because the devil knows he can't. 
look, once you're intimate with the truth of who you are and you start to express that, you're unstoppable. Because you're operating in your design, right? What God saw in, the, in, his, in, your, in, the, in your mother's womb. You're, why you were sent here in this earth realm. But if I can get you caught up, I can't believe that happened to me. I don't, I don't understand how that happened. If I get you caught up in that, you're not going to keep moving. You're going to stay You're going to stay here. And I, that's what I need you to do. I need you to stay here. I don't need you evolving. Not me. I need you evolving. That's, that's how the adversary does. So look at this. This is to explain this scripture because we should be walking the truth. It says, lie not to one. Um, did I say verse 9? Colossians 3 verse 9? Okay. It's, it's a, <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it says, lie not to one another. So yes, we know if, if I'm talking to you, tell you the truth, right? We know that. But you know if you're not walking in the truth, you're living a lie. Did you know that? If you're not walking in what you're designed and purpose to do, if you, if you have any level of compromise, because of whatever, because of laziness, because of fear, because of uh, lust, whatever, you, if, you, if, if you're not, if you're living a lie, you're not walking in the truth. So you're lying to people. All right, all right well, let's keep going because I'm, I'm going to explain this later. It says, so, so it says, it says, lie, lie not to one another, seeing that you have put off the old man and his deeds. The old man and his deeds, right? It says, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of, of him that created him. See, see, because after the image of him that created him. So, so again, we've been created in his image and after his likeness. When I'm renewed in my mind, that's what I'm harmonizing with. I've become a creator again. See, one thing about a creator is so powerful. A creator is never frustrated. It's never hopeless. It's never, I don't know what to do. Because a creator sees beyond the limits of what has happened before. Right? A creator sees things. In the, a creator sees a four-minute mile when no one's run faster than five minutes. Right? I mean, a creator sees themselves jumping 50 inches when no one's jumped past 44. You see, a creator sees an internet when there no, wasn't one, right? Okay, all right, so just, I just, just want to keep that in mind because a lot of times we, we're, uh, we're placing a lot of limits on We're not even doing what's been done, let alone what hasn't been done, which is what you've been put here for, right? All right, says, uh, so, so ask yourself this question. Who's ever encountered you? Who's ever really encountered you? I mean, the real you. The one you hide in shame and embarrassment as if God miscalculated your design. I said, who's ever encountered you, the real you, the one that you hide, right, in shame and embarrassment as if God has miscalculated your design. He forgot something. So, so you're hiding as if you need to, uh-oh, I don't want people to totally see me. So you have a, you know, as a movie, The Surrogate, you got a false representative. False representative. And so, so yeah, it's your accolades, it's your front, it's your, they look like they cool, so I'm going to wear that swag. It's, it's acting like the other minister, doing the other minister's habits, doing the other minister's gestures, preaching the other minister's sermons over and over and over. Where are you? Where's you? Where's you? See, see, depart from me, you worker of inequity. I don't know you. I do. Where's, where's what I design? Right? Lie not to one, to, to one another, right? All right, so, so Matthew 7. I just quoted, quoted part of it, but let's go to Matthew 7. All right, so, so, so. All right, Keith, be patient. Don't jump ahead. Slow down. All right, so Proverbs, I mean, Matthew 7, 23. Verse 21. It says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. So we keep saying everything's, everything's okay because it's under grace. This saying, if you do my will, you enter in. Red letters, Jesus said this. So you don't you you, you don't get um, a pass from doing his will under the guise of nobody's perfect. I'm just under grace, right? And in verse 22, many will say to me that that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Nope. 
and in thy name cast out devils? Nope. And in thy name done uh, many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you work of inequity. See, we think it's about grand deeds and sweet talk, enticing words. Uh, you know, uh, no, it's about an intimacy with God. See, because if I bury myself in him, then he flows through me to fulfill his will through my design. Right? So he says, so he goes, I don't know you. That's not what I designed. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, but I'm doing, look, we cast you out in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. Man, why are you even trying to do what Paul's doing? Do what you're supposed to do. Fulfill your design. Look, God is getting tired of all this copying, all this mimicking, all this posturing, all this fronting. God is looking for some genuineness, some authenticity, right? But a lot of times we can't be authentic because we don't love ourselves. I right, so um, I know we've been saying for a few weeks uh, we're being changed into another man, man or, or another male or female, but actually you're being transformed into the true you. You're being transformed into the true you. Let's go to Jeremiah 1. You're being transformed into the truth. So the another, the, when, it, when it says, you shall be changed into another man. This is uh, 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 Saul, you'll prophesy with the prophets. That means you'll be around people and God will be pouring his, his words and his insights and his empowerments through all your vessels. And you'll be changed into another man. Basically saying, in that presence, you're going to be stirred up to evolve into what I designed you to be in the first place. All right, so Jeremiah 1, and let's do uh, uh, verse 4. It says, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. That word knew is I was intimate with you. Before thou came forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. I set thee apart. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. This is before you even came out. So the thing is, God put something in you, placed you in a womb, to go through the process of, uh, uh, of nurturing and stuff like that, to be birthed into this earth realm, to do. But a lot of times we get conformed to the world or we get influenced by the world, and now we try to get, we get caught up in keeping up, and the world, is, the world hopes you caught up to keep up so they can get you. And so they, 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 they have you, you, you chasing, 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 and then they betray you. They snatched everything from under you now, but it's God's fault. But God's like, I never told you to do that. I just, I just, I just found out, or I just heard recently somebody I, I'm close to uh, recognizes they have a call in their life, recognizes that they, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know the specifics, I'll find out. I think they, they recognize they're supposed to pastor. I'm loving this because the Lord told this person this when they was a kid. But you're trying to keep up with this person, trying to keep that caught up in this relationship, trying to do this, trying, trying to do all these different things except for God's will. Fulfillment, provision is in God's will, not in which, 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 what we want to do. We have to be obedient. You know, sometimes we're around preachers, so yeah, yeah, I want to be a pastor. Did God call you to be a pastor? Because there's a whole lot more than just preaching. But then, but, but then some people are called and me, like, I just run it from the Lord. What does that mean? Like, that doesn't even make sense. I want to be fulfilled, but I'm running from the Lord. <laughs> Help me. Is, does that, I want to be fulfilled, but I'm running from the Lord. Yeah, I've been running from the Lord for years. I, I, I know someone real close to, and I guess they still running, but I was running for the Lord. But then, you you depressed. Why are you depressed? Because running from the Lord, you should be happy because the results you're getting is the <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? Okay, let me let me because I can get I can get off. Let me just stay on it. All right, so 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 we're trying to get to our true selves, right? So let's go to uh James chapter one. I didn't realize I sent this to two people today. James chapter one. Huh? I just read Jeremiah. I read Jeremiah 1, uh, 4, and 5. Yeah. Oh, what me this time? <laughs> what me this time? 
Stay focused. <laughs> now, I can pick with you now. Y'all be like, you said. <laughs> All right, so Jeremiah, uh, I mean James, so you almost had me say it. James chapter 1, and we'll go to, uh, we'll just read verse 19. It says, wherefore, my, my beloved brethren, uh, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. It says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness, superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. Right? It says, But be ye doers of the word. We've heard this scripture before, not hearers. Deceiving your own selves. So if you're a hearer and not a doer, you're deceiving your own selves, even though you're smiling. All right? But if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass, for he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Right? Now look at this, verse 25. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he, he, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. So, you know, I know that's a 1030, but so here, 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 what this is saying is we've, um, some of us have been, have conformed or compromised so long, we've lost ourselves. We done lost ourselves. We done lost who we are. We done lost what we purpose to do because we've been in so compromised. Some of us have been in bitterness for so long and unforgiveness for so long. We're so clouded by that. We think everybody else is tripping. Everybody else is tripping. But unforgiveness and bitterness cloud you. It creates, we talk about this a lot at the church, but it creates blind spots. The thing about blind spots is you can't see what you can't see. Right? Um, you know, I, uh, I probably got about eight chapters done, maybe nine chapters done, but is, I've got two books I'm working on, but one of them is A Rendezvous With Yourself. And that's one of the chapters, seeing what you can't see, right? Um, and, you know, when, when, when I was, like, researching, because that, that's probably, like, four, five years ago. I know y'all saying, when you going to finish the book? <laughs> it was probably like five years ago. Uh, you know, the Lord talked a lot about blind spots and how there's, there's, there's stuff in our, in our um, uh, actually, I think that's the article in, uh, in Faith Extreme this month, seeing what you can't see. Uh, but there's stuff in that blind spot that's affecting you. See, see, our life is based on perceptions. So the clearer you see, the, you know, the more you see as far as depth, as far as our, our um, perspective, you know, point of a view, angle of a view, depth of a view, you see clearly. But a lot of times we think we're seeing, but, but it's so much that we're not seeing. Like, like sometimes we think we're, we're, we're not as good as we are, because we can't see how good we are. Like, like we're how talented we really are. You can be the best player out there, but you, you know, you're looking at everybody else, and through your lenses, you're so acute in your mind, you see all their, uh, the details of how they, they do what they do. And you go, man, that, they just did that, man, that looks sweet. The challenge is, it would be nice if you could take your eyes out, put them on the wall, and have them looking back at you. Because you see, you do that, and 10 times more. But you've never had the opportunity to look at you through your lenses. So a lot of things are in your blind spot. And so that's why you're frustrated. Like really, some of us are more disciplined than we realize. We're just disciplined in making sure we're not ashamed. Or we don't look bad. Some of us are very disciplined in making sure other people pay. But it takes a lot of work to do that, right? Some of them are disciplined in saying, I'm going to do what I want to do. And ain't nobody. I'm not doing nothing nobody tells me to do until I feel like to do it. And that takes a lot of discipline because you have so much advice and wisdom and counsel around you. But to, just to stay, stay locked in, I'm, I'm not doing it. Man, that's a, lot, that's a lot of discipline. Now, take all that discipline and move it towards transforming and fulfillment. How about that? Because you're using it all the time. Like, so, like, like some of y'all should work for the CIA. No, seriously. You've been so undercover. I mean, like, 
Like, like you know, yeah, you watch the movie with the CIA with a person. Uh, they got two lives. You know, they got a family, but nobody in the family because you can't tell the family you work for the CIA because it it, they could put them in harm's way, right? Then they find out you was working for the CIA. Like, all this time? You was working for the CIA? You know, and you, and you, you look, the person was willing to be embarrassed, look like a goof. The kids was like, you let him punk you, dad. You know what I'm saying? But, the, but this guy has special skills. So he knows, uh, I forgot the movie with Jason Stath uh, Statham or whatever his name is. And he, he knew, no, if I fight back, I'm going to kill this guy. <laughs> so I'm sorry. He was like, I'm sorry, sir. And then the, the wife was cussing him out. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ma'am. Ma'am, ma'am, I apologize. But the whole, and the kid, and the, the, the child is like, what kind of dad are you to allow them? Man, how you going to tell me what to do? You a punk. But the whole time, the dude who got special skills. Now, when you watch movies like that, you're like, man, this is the, 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 the diligence and discipline he has to have to embrace the humility when he got skills. Well, some of y'all be wrong like that. Just so nobody uh, can, can see your flaws, can see what you can't do. Your lack of secretarial skills or your lack of computer skills or your lack of communication skills. Instead of exposing it to... to so it could be helped. You, you putting all that work in, man, use it for greatness. Hiding. <laughs> Running from pastors out, out the door. All right. All right, so we said uh, we've lost ourselves. And so we have to ask ourselves, we have to ask ourselves, actually, this is what I really want to get to, and we may not be able to get to all of it uh, because of time. But uh, we have to ask ourselves, what are we really after? Because the scripture says they that are after the flesh mind the things of the flesh, right? So they always think about fleshy stuff. Sex, drinking, smoking. You know, uh, uh, humility is not even an option, right? It says, but they that are after the spirit are mindful of the things of the spirit. Like, 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 you know, this is me and Pastor Mel, like, oh, oh, hey, well, let's check this out. Well, let's look at this. Let's look at He's like, you're always mindful of spiritual things. We're in the gym. Hey, is that an error? Do we need to talk to them? Yeah, I, was, yeah, I invited some people to church the other day, and I saw her talking to the wife. And we just, just keep talking to them. Then I talked to one guy, prayed for him uh, the other night um, because his daughter was sick. So he came in, the, he was up there this morning. So I was you know, talking to him, and, you know, and it was like, how's your daughter doing? You know, like, hey, man, I really appreciate you even asking. You know, telling us he has a, a, a little boy on the way. You know, just, just, just. You, so, so just mindful of spiritual things, you know what I'm saying? Because you never know, right? Or we do spiritual things at church, but we live for fleshly things. Oh, uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. You know, are we, you know, uh, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say because I promise not to say certain things. <laughs> I was about to. It would have been a good one, though. Somebody asked me privately. I'll tell you what I was going to say. <laughs> I ain't want to say it in the pulpit. So, so remember last week we, told, we, we talked about because we're so mindful of fleshly things, um, we, we've almost sold out to fulfilling what God's designed. Because, see, see, if I'm spiritually minded, Z, then I'm trying to fulfill purpose in God, right? But if I'm fleshly minded, I'll settle for just being celebrated by the world. And in some cases, we 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 celebrate. We if somebody celebrate our mediocrity. All right, so 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 th these guys didn't tell me this, but they're young, so I'm gonna use them. So you're at school, and somebody give you props because uh, you got the the right jacket on today. So is that what the goal is? Or, or some girl give you props because you cute. I like your eyes. That's it. So that's all we living for now. And the rest of the year is. <laughs> I just, but mom, I gotta be around and she likes my eyes. <laughs> really? What about purpose and fulfillment? Some of, some, of the, some of you ladies know you're stuck in some mess because somebody liked you. Like, so, so, we, so we're celebrating mediocrity. Me, mediocrity. People gonna like you for the rest of your life. You don't stop purpose for that. Because somebody gave you a hug? Man, please. Come on, man. Come on. Come on now. Somebody gave you a hug? Or somebody gave you a shout-out on Facebook? Man, I said this the other day to somebody. Man, you don't even know what they're doing. You could boost a post, and they could just send you 
Uh, numbers. Uh, yeah, send, uh, just type in a thousand, whatever. You don't know if, if the people watching yourself. What you saw, you, you, you see, we got to stop celebrating mediocrity. You know, I know guys, we's coming up. Yeah, I'm in the studio. They ain't never did. They ain't never made no money. They's in the studio. All you got to do is have the money be in the studio. I'm just letting you know. Or, or, or people growing up in ministry, yeah, I went to such a school. All you need is the money. You don't need to be called to go to school. I used to tell people in our school that. Like, listen, just because you graduated from this school don't mean you called. You had the money to go through the school. You can, all go through, you can get all types of degrees, be Dr. Bishop such and such. That don't mean you called. That means you had the money. Don't get mad, it's true. Right? You, you understand what I'm saying? But God's, what God has for us is bigger than that. These are platforms. Well, uh, uh, she's an attorney. That's a platform. Uh, athletes, that's a platform. Software is a platform. These things are platforms. Sales, platform. Sports, platforms. Those aren't purposes. But we'll get so caught up in the accolades within these platforms, we'll forget about purpose. Right? So remember we said this uh, uh, Wednesday, settling for, uh, settling for less. You know, all, all we do is spend our time around suck-ups. Thinking man can give you what only God can give you. And so what we're saying is to be changed into another man, our, our, our passion, remember, spirit is indeed willing, the flesh is weak. You, they, the, uh, 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 of the spirit, mind the, the things of the spirit, right? You just, I said it wrong, but Romans 8, 5 through 8. Right, so, so if I'm spiritually minded, then I'm trying to have spiritual connections because that's what's going to stir up the gifts that's in me. The, the, Timothy's his gift was stirred up in him because he had a spiritual connection. See, I want to be around. See, when I, when, when I have a man and woman of God that's flowing in the spirit, I want to press in the spirit. I want to pray for them. I want to listen to the word and stuff like that because what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm, I'm extracting that spirit. It's not about a flesh connection and props and stuff like that. But we, we, do, we work to have flesh connections. All right, let, let, me, just, let me just, for the sake of time. So, so the scripture says in Romans 8, because I watch, how many of you have ever experienced promotion that you had nothing to do with? Like, you remember somebody chased you have nothing to do with? But how many, how many of you always are putting your hands on stuff? Like, like even, even some of you respond to that statement, but did you have nothing to do with it? Yeah, like, 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 like some people jockey for positions and they're so subtle. They, look, they're blind to, to their own behaviors. Well, if you ever need me to do such and such, why don't you just let the person ask you? I, I'm not telling you this because I'm a pastor. I'm telling you this because I live it. There's nothing that we've experienced that we have anything to do with. So, we don't, so when, when, when chaos happens, we're not looking over our shoulder going, well, I did kind of orchestrate this. And I'll say this. I know I'm skipping. This is supposed to be next week. You better watch it. We better watch orchestrating stuff because you can orchestrate stuff, end up, you can end up driving somewhere because you hustled yourself for that opportunity and end up in a car crash. You can end up flying somewhere and end up in a plane crash. Listen, listen, I ain't, I ain't, I'm not trying to be gross. I'm saying this, you can end up in a relationship and be, be crippled for the rest of your life because you put your hands on it. And, but, but I guarantee you, I know who's going to get the blame. I know who's going to get the blame. God, why did you let this happen? God's going, I didn't tell you to do that. So we, get, we better watch our hustle. And some of our hustle was subtle. Because you could put yourself in, a, you could put yourself in a situation that 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 could be crazy. That's why I'm be putting my hands on stuff. That's why I wasn't rushing to to, to to pastor or come to Charlotte or nothing. Well, I wasn't, had never been to Charlotte. So Charlotte wasn't on the map. <laughs> but what I'm saying is because I don't want to put my hands on it. And listen, I can tell you right now. I can tell you countless amount of people that's paid their way to their death. Paid their way. You know, they made sure, look, 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 I gave you this. I know somebody, I know somebody gave a tremendous amount of money because, and it, because the person told them, your gift make rooms for you. Like, not your gift on the inside, your, your money. 
So they paid their way, right? Got in proximity. They got close to chaos. What was on that person? Touched them. They died. Read the Bible. Gehazi did. Took the clothes. Yeah, uh, yeah. My master. You know, Pastor Keith be tripping, man. Pastor Keith be tripping. He don't be wanting nothing. You just give it to me. The leprosy that was on Naaman's clothes got on him. This is a Gehazi. G-E-H-A-Z-I. He was Elijah's uh, armor bearer. See, I see. Orchestrated. Look. Trying to get a flesh connection, he got connected to the flesh, all right. He got leprosy. No, no. And he was done after that. You ain't hear nothing else. <laughs> he was done. His career was over. All right, so we got to watch the little, the little you know. <laughs> all right, so they're there after the flesh. Let's go to Romans 8. Romans 8. So you see, God's going to make sure we go into next year and it be a true new beginning, not bringing that old person. Been messing us up. All right, so uh, verse 1, this is uh, Romans 8, 1. It says, there is therefore no condemnation to them that are, which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after. Look, so there's no condemnation of them in Christ Jesus. So, Sister Debbie, we know that scripture. I'm not condemned. There's no condemnation of them in Christ Jesus. What does the rest of the scripture say? Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So there's no condemnation. One of them in Christ, which is a good thing. But if I'm walking after the spirit. If I'm walking in the flesh, I can keep confessing I'm Christian all I want. I'm going to be dealing with condemnation. So now I'm going to be offended. Now people, you don't care about me. You're going to condemn yourself because you're in the flesh, not because you're in the spirit. All right, so Romans 8, 4, uh, it says that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk, look, not after the flesh, but after the spirit. He just write these scriptures down and just study them out because it's, it's a contrast. Walking after this flesh and after the spirit yield different results. Look, verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. They hustling, man. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. They're allowing things to evolve. For to be carnally minded, fleshly minded is death. See? If you keep chasing the flesh long enough, you're going to chase it to your demise. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now, the scripture in verse 6 did say death, right? Pastor Keith didn't say that. The scripture said death. So, so we can try to ignore it, but it's saying that if you keep chasing after the flesh, it leads to death, right? Because, see, we see stuff happening, and we go, and immediately because, we, you know, we care. We don't like seeing tragedy. We go, I can't understand how that happened. But you don't know the choices people make. You don't know the compromise. You don't know the hustle. You don't know the disobedience. You don't know if they were trying to have a flesh connection. You have no idea because then nobody put it on a ticker or nobody called you up every time they made a choice. You don't know if they got offended last week. You don't know if they, they have unforgiveness in their heart. Why? Because they don't have un unforgiveness towards you. That don't mean that they don't have unforgiveness. It says my people perish for lack of knowledge. So, so a lot of times we go, I can't believe that, but grandma was so nice to me. Grandma was nice to you. That doesn't mean somebody didn't hurt grandma and she never forgave them. You see what I'm saying? Like, if you, see, if I say that, oh, that's if it's insensitive. No, it's not. It's reality. Because we go, well, I can't understand. You're saying you can't understand as if you spent your time investigating this person's life in detail, following around, had a private investigation, everything. You don't, you don't even, you ain't even think about the person. I'm not saying you didn't think about the person. You're mindful of maybe, maybe wondering what's going on after something's happened. Most of us don't even know. You don't know choices people make. Guess what? Because they, they work for the CIA too. <laughs> Remember, you say, some of y'all work for the CIA? They work for the CIA too. They've been undercover for a long time too. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole lot. Look, we got a whole lot of undercover operatives in here that ain't getting paid. <laughs> you need to get paid for your stealth act. Hey. All right, so therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh, right? Verse 12 says, for if you live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. So why would somebody live after the flesh after reading that? Why would somebody uh, do any level of lust after that? If you live after the flesh, you should die, right? Why? You see what I'm saying? But you could tell, like, some people are so in denial and blind, they don't realize it. So 
The scripture says in 2 Corinthians 10, 3, though we walk after the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. We don't engage our body after the flesh. And in uh, 2 Corinthians eleven eighteen, it says, many glory after the flesh. Many are boastful after the flesh, but not in the spirit, right? And that's bondage. That's old school bondage. So we have to, uh, we have to get past that. Man, I had something else I was supposed to give y'all, but. All right, that's all. That's all.